Welcome to episode 18 of Saturdays and Seltzers. We have the highly anticipated Q&A with our mom's mailbag segment, whatever you want to call it. We have it here for you. Tea was spelt, tears almost spilt. We also have a double tea party segment for you guys this week. I know often we do skip that, but we have a double feature of a tea party segment this week, so stay tuned for that. We also have lots of MLB, PLL, our reactions to them signing with ESPN, all of those sorts of things, and some NCAA rivalry week football thoughts. So let's have a good show. Let's go, y'all. Y'all know what it is. Saturday, yeah, gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit, Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies, y'all know what time it is, uh, looking like you just graduated, coming from a place that y'all gravitating, looking like a boss, I just had to say it, I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. What's up, party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers, the 61st most popular sports podcast in Mexico. As always, my name is Kendra Middleton. That is something that has not changed and something else that has not changed. I am joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin, who always looks better than me. But you know what? I'm just used to it at this point. Sarah, how are we doing? It's just not true, but I'm doing great. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> I'll live in the dream as always. As always. Um, we have a quick announcement to get out of the way before we get into our HLH segment of the week. We are doing a giveaway with Jersey House Canada. If you are watching on YouTube, this is one of their t-shirts that they sent us to do this giveaway. I personally work with them all the time. Some of my jerseys back here that you guys see every week are from Jersey House Canada. Um, and we are partnered with them to do a giveaway for the holidays in order to enter. I will also put this on our Instagram um, and Twitter and those sorts of things as well. But if you want to enter our giveaway, we are giving away two gift cards to buy a jersey of your choice. They even do custom jerseys um, on their website, which is jerseyhousecanada.com. You can enter by leaving us a comment on Instagram or YouTube of whose jersey you want and why. Um, The contest, you must be following us on YouTube and Instagram or subscribe, whatever you want to call it. You must be doing both of those things. Leave us a comment about the jerseys. It is going to start today, which is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and end a week from today next Wednesday when we record we will announce the winner we will also put those on social platforms as well so good luck let us know who you want get creative with it they can do whatever you want with jerseys and we will get those gift cards to the winners so good luck with that um gonna move along into our HLH segment if you are new here we are introducing a segment in the last few weeks that is called high low hero just to kind of recap about our week before we jump into the sports stuff it is called high low hero so your high of the week your low of the week and your unexpected good thing that happened to you of the week which is your hero Sarah what was your HLH this week Okay, so my high was I got to see a bunch of my friends that I haven't seen in a while on Saturday. My friend Leanna came down from upstate New York. I got to hang out with her. Um, My friend Sophie, she came down. I haven't seen her since like August. And I also got to see my old college roommate, Emily, who I cannot tell you the last time I saw her. So it was just one big happy reunion. And I got to have all of them in one place, which was fun and cute because that has never happened before. My low, I have quite a bit here. 
<laughs> oh, Mac Jones said that he hates all pies, but also especially apple pie. That is um, a love. Judon said he hates mac and cheese. David Pasternak said he hates mac and cheese. And Taylor Hall said he isn't a Taylor Swift fan, which ruins all my Taylor Hall, Taylor versions jokes. So it was just a whirlwind of the last 24 hours, which just proves you should never get to know your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. I'm with Taylor Hall. We know that I am not a Swifty. Like I've said before, it's nothing against her. I just like, I don't really vibe with her music. I listen to this new album. Mm-hmm. Still nothing's changed for me. She's like, fine, whatever. I just like, I can't get into it. So I officially stand Taylor Hall more than I did before. I already loved him, <laughs> um, but now I love him even more. The other two, I tweeted about the Judon thing yesterday and I thought that, that was so weird like macaroni and cheese is one of the best dishes on thanksgiving like i feel like i go for the mac and cheese first passion rant i know it was like passion rant it was the longest answer i've ever seen him give (laughs) yeah and it was like it's just noodles and cheese like leave it off the thanksgiving meal okay when i my okay you know what i'm gonna get into my hlh because i actually have a comment about this because my hero is my friend's giving that i went to on sunday and i started Mm. like this whole movement because there was like there were 50 people at this friendsgiving like usually friendsgivings are tiny but there were 50 fucking people here it was actually insane and there were five different different macaroni and cheeses i had everyone encouraged to take two spoonfuls of every macaroni and rank the macaronis that is how serious i am about fucking thanksgiving macaroni (laughs) and cheese matthew judon um also pie is fucking elite also, I'm like, how can you hate all pie? Like, I understand hating one specific flavor of pie. Yeah. But even just like, like I hate pies. What? Yeah. Well, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, how do you, how do you hate all pie? Like pie is fucking great. Like, especially cherry pie, which like I know isn't like a Thanksgiving thing. Cherry pie fucking slaps. I don't think I've ever had cherry pie. <sighs> cherry pie is so good. I will actually, Sarah, that's gonna be one of my Christmas gifts to you. I'm gonna get you cherry pie. <laughs> Cheese, my okay. cherry pie. Um, <laughs> um, my high this week, I was I interviewed Paul Pierce. That was pretty cool. Um, he had had yeah, some whiskey. Sick. Yeah, he had had some whiskey. Did you go to the Celtics game? I was supposed to, but I ended up not going. Um, that sounds about Sarah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, and you're like, nah, I laid in bed. It was way cooler. Um, which I, I love that about you. It's my favorite thing. Um, but yeah, so I interviewed Paul Pierce before the game. It was pretty sweet. We, he bought me some whiskey. He bought all Celtics fans some whiskey. So that was pretty cool. Um, I also was back rinkside since COVID for the first time for Nesson last week. So that was really cool. I'm going to be doing some games, um, for UMass Lowell and, uh, actual UMass moving forward. Maybe some other games on Nesson here and there also going to be doing basketball and ESPN. So I am back baby. That was quite a high. My low was men, um, and Jackson throwing up cheese. I will explain both of these things, but both of them revolve around boys. Um, I don't know. I just like, I went out last weekend and met like a couple dudes who were really nice. And like, we like texted and then like, I don't know about you, but it's like, whenever I meet someone, we like text for a couple of days and then like, just, it never goes anywhere or you find out they live in Southie. See, I usually I'll like give someone my number, but you know, I'm a terror. Everyone knows I'm the worst texter in the world. And if, unless I'm like head over heels, like, oh my God, I think I met the love of my life. I'll stop answering after like three texts and I've kind of seen some of the texts I've 
received over the last week. Like, that kid was like, which I think he listens to this. So I hope he doesn't take this like personally. <laughs> I don't know. He's just like, let's try this again. Sarah, how was your day? What's up? No response for really. He's like, why do you hate me? I'm like, I don't hate you. I just like, <laughs> if I'm not okay. responding. To be fair, if this kid is listening to this, I know Sarah doesn't hate me, but I also wonder the same thing often because I'll text her like 30 (laughs) different work questions about like trying to like get things done. And she'll respond like three days later and be like, yeah, sorry. Like, um, I forgot how to breathe for three days (laughs) or like something, you know what I mean? It's like, okay. Um, anyways, but it's like, she doesn't hate you. She just actually is the worst texture of all time. And like the more, exactly, yeah, like the more this sounds really shallow and I hate to say it, but it's like the more you interact with people on the internet, um, just the more your phone gets clogged. Like I realized I wasn't even following like one of my really, really, really good friends on Instagram the other day, because like, just like notifications get so clogged and like people take that so personally and I feel really bad about it, but it's true. It's like when I have, when I like log on to Instagram every once in a while, it's like, I'm running six different accounts at the moment. Like it's, it's hard for me to keep up with everything, let alone my text messages and Snapchats and TikTok. I got on TikTok yesterday and I had 135 notifications. And I'm just like, I don't even want to (laughs) watch things that people send me because I'm so overwhelmed. No. Yeah. I feel like because we are on social media so much, it kind of like takes away from the fact like when people are just like texting me trying to make conversation I'm like it's nothing against them like especially with something like that I'm like I don't need to be answering this and I'm just like burnt out from yeah. having to interact with people 24 7 so it's never anything really personal usually totally I was like telling someone this the other day because like of some drama that happened in my family and stuff I was like just because you have a phone that allows you to have access to people 24 7 does not mean that mm-hmm. people need to feel like they have access to you 24 seven. Like, I think that that's like the, like phones are awesome. Cell phones are great. Like, obviously they're very helpful, but it's like the fact that people think that you should allow them to have access to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's so toxic and just like can be very damaging to your mental health. I feel like. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. I'm a big believer. And I'm like, you do not owe anyone your time 24 fucking seven. Sometimes I take a little too far, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that was, that was a low for me this week. The other low for me was, so my roommate, um, sorry, Jason, if you are listening to this, I'm going to call you out. Um, my roommate <coughs> has these like cheese sticks that his dog loves, but Jackson has like a really sensitive stomach and does not know how to like chew on toys that like break off or like, or like, you know, those like gradual, like treat type of toys. He just like swallows them whole. Um, and every time he gets a hold of these, it upsets his stomach and he swallows it whole because it's dairy. And I wake up to him throwing up in like the middle of the night or the morning or something like that. And it's like, there is nothing worse than waking up to the sound of your dog throwing up like that, just like gagging and you have to throw them off the bed. It's awful. Um, so mm-hmm. that was like a low of mine this week was that Jackson got into the cheese and Jackson getting into the cheese is like a big thing in our house because he like is obsessed with giving her these cheese sticks. Um, so <laughs> yeah, sorry for throwing you under the bus there. Sarah, I have very many new seltzer rankings. Do you? I do. My whole top three has changed. Let's hear also, do we really? Okay. This is a very serious question. And I know that we have asked the masses this before. Moving forward, though, are we really keeping high noons as a part of the seltzer gang? 
see, I feel like I can do consider like we've talked about this before. I consider it a seltzer, but I feel like it kind of skews our rankings. I agree. So, all right. So that really does change my rankings. All right. So do you, you don't have any new rankings, I'm assuming. No. All right. I have a completely new top three. This is groundbreaking news, breaking news. My old top three were the Hoot Strawberry Kiwi, the Pineapple High Noon, and the Watermelon White Claw. My new top three are now the Bud Light Cranberry, which I just finished one of those. I'm obsessed with the Bud Light Cranberry. I wish they would keep it all year. I hope they make out, like bring out a whole pack. I honestly might even tweet Bud Light. Um, the Bud Light Strawberry Seltzer is my number two. Bud Light Kill It. You know, we hated the fucking flannel pack. The flannel pack was like the worst thing I've ever had in my whole life. But now <laughs> Bud Light Seltzers are in my top two. And my three is the Hoot Strawberry Kiwi. Um, and then four would be the Pineapple <coughs> High Noon, depending on how we decide to keep those rankings moving forward. But Bud Light crushing it with the Seltzer game. I'm honestly so impressed. I love the Bud Light Seltzers, um, especially this Christmas pack. Like it's the most like well-rounded pack outside the Cherry Cordial. The Cherry Cordial, I could definitely leave, but all the other ones I'm obsessed with, like I'm drinking the Sugar Plum one right now. I did tell Sarah earlier that I'm going to save one of each flavor for her to try. Um, So Sarah, if you don't have, yeah, I will. I definitely will. Um, Especially because I feel like you're definitely going to come up here in the next like week or two. Um, Yeah, I haven't been up in a while. I know. I feel like you've been in Boston, but not in Boston with me or I was in Florida or like whatever. So we should definitely plan. Oh, no, we we are going to a game. I won't say which game Um, we should. That's the plan. We will save them for then. Uh, We will not Mm -hmm. announce which game we are going to. But if you know us well enough, I'm sure you know which game we are going to. If you want to take bets on that. Um, since we are a sports <laughs> show, we've kind of rambled on for a few minutes now. We can um, get into some MLB stuff. Sarah, what do you have for MLB this week? Okay, so it was a whole, it was a weird week for MLB. Like, because normally it's just like in the off season, you're like hot stove, like free agents, trades, whatnot. There was a lot of weird things going on. I don't know if you saw this, but Carlos Correa made a comment about Derek Jeter saying that he didn't deserve any of the golden gloves he won and basically saying that he was super overrated, which I do think Derek Jeter is overrated. I don't know if I'd say he didn't deserve any of his golden gloves. I was just kind of confused, like, what made him want to say that. I don't know the full context of it. And even Derek Jeter responded to it. It was like, okay, like, (laughs) I don't really know what that has to do with anything. Because, like, Carlos Correa, like, you're the number one free agent, so – why are you just like randomly talking shit about Derek Jeter? Which I hate Derek Jeter. Like, yeah, who fine. doesn't? But it was like, yeah. that is so like unnecessary. <laughs> like, it was funny, but and also I'm like, like what? <laughs> That's what you're talking about? Yeah, it's like you have cool. You have so much going on right now because you're a free agent, and it's like, don't you think that you're attention would be somewhere outside of like fucking talking shit to Derek Jeter also like I feel like if I were you know one of the best free agents available in the market right now I would probably you know just like keep my fucking mouth shut no seriously because I'm like all right like clearly he's not going to the Marlins then which I don't think anyone thought that regardless but I'm like I don't know people could take that comment the wrong way not that I'm saying it's probably going to like ruin anything for Carlos Craig because it's definitely not he's still gonna get paid he's gonna get the bag whatever but I'm just like, that is such a, I, again, I don't know what the full context of it was, why Derek Jeter came up, but mm-hmm. I'm like, also 
he is like as much as I hate Derek Jeter like he was a good player like you you have to be respectful to a certain extent like fuck Derek Jeter but also I feel like that Derek Jeter's entirely overrated it just kind of makes you sound like a Red Sox homer honestly like that's well, something I say yeah if the shoe fits wear it though you know yeah I know I just like I know. I, it's weird when don't get like I I don't know. This kind of reminds me of like the NBA drama that we talk about because it's like, I feel like the only league yeah. that I've ever seen that someone talk shit about like a hall of fame situation is in the NBA when people are like, Oh, you know, like Michael Jordan, this LeBron, this like whatever, because like they yeah. love the drama and they love to talk shit, but like on a free agent deal, you're going to talk shit to Derek fucking <laughs> Jeter. Like, and that just, I, I don't know, man. I just personally, and I talk, I talk mad shit. Like I love to talk shit. I love the smoke, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. But like, if I were on the like verge of like a fucking huge contract and I knew I was due to cop a bag, like, I think that I would maybe shut the fuck up for half an hour. And that's a lot coming from yeah. me. That's the thing. I'm like, I would love for MLB players to talk way more shit. And if it was like any other time, I'd be like, yeah, go off, fuck Derek Jeter, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, right now might not be the right time like could you do it maybe like in season or something or just mm-hmm. like when I'm not like that's not my top concern about Carlos career right now is what he thinks about Derek Jeter but yep but for him I guess for speed mind it sounds like it's something that was really weighing on him <laughs> maybe someone who to release his feelings yeah maybe someone who like hates Derek Jeter more will be like yeah we want that guy seriously they're like all right throw him an extra 100 million (laughs) yeah just you know sweeten the fuck Derek Jeter deal yeah I would say Carlos Correa to the Red Sox yeah yeah, I was just gonna say Red Sox nation please rise (laughs) um also in weird baseball news so you know Cleveland changed their name now they're the Cleveland Guardians I don't know saw this they like put up the sign for their new logo at their team store like it was this whole big thing mm-hmm. and it fell like smashed on the ground like barely an hour later everyone's like that's a bad omen like we should yeah. have changed the name like all this stuff which I'm like one you should have changed the name but yeah. I know they're like in some lawsuit with that woman's roller derby team that has mm-hmm. the same name and yeah it's been that I didn't name. see that I'm like you know what that's for the woman's roller derby team I don't yeah. think it's because they changed their name. It's because they stole their name. Yeah, I was going to say, like, first of all, you stole the first name and now you're stealing the second name. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. Like, I this don't get me wrong. I think that Cleveland absolutely should change their name and I'm glad that they did. But, like, I feel like if you choose a name like the fucking Guardians, you should have your sign fall over and just start over. I honestly, you know what? This is a fucking spicy take. I like the Washington football team than I like the Guardians. I like them way more, way more. The football team, I know a lot of people are like, the fucking football team, like whatever. I love that they are named the football team. I think that that is fucking hilarious and I hope they never change it. Oop, work of the week. There we have it. <laughs> yeah, I would say as a very casual NFL fan, I like Washington football team just because I can always remember the name. I never get confused. <laughs> I know exactly who we're talking about. So that's nice. I wish Cleveland went with the Cleveland Spiders just because I think that's a better name and they could do a lot more with that mascot. Guardians is just kind of weird to me. <laughs> they could literally do more with any other name. Like the Guardians is so lame. It sounds like the team in like some fucking lame, like late 1990s Disney movie. 
Yes, it does sound like that. Like one of yeah. those like really cheesy like baseball movies that Disney would mm-hmm. make. Oh my god. Speaking of cheesy Disney baseball movies, what was the movie where Bobby Flay was in it with the kid who was like the baseball player and he was like a cook? Oh, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. That, that was called? movie slaps. I love that movie. Like <laughs> top five, like Disney. What were those called? Like the Disney originals or whatever? Yeah. Disney so or- good. Disney Channel originals, whatever. So good. So good. And I, I had such a crush on him. I was like, him and Bobby Flay in the same movie, like 10-year-old me was like, yes, daddy. <laughs> I have such a crush on Bobby Flay and I have like literally my entire life. Really? Oh my God. I am fucking in love with Bobby Flay, which is hilarious because I was a vegetarian my entire childhood and he's like known for barbecue. But like, I used to like stay up late on the couch at night, like watching Bobby Flay's like barbecue reruns. (laughs) I was like, I don't even think I know what Bobby Flay looks like. I'll have to look him up. Bobby Flay is like a sexy old man. (laughs) um if you haven't learned by now I like dads (laughs) um especially Scott Hansen anyways moving on to Wander Franco yes so Wander Franco yesterday signed an 11 year 182 million dollar contract extension with the Rays everyone's freaking out like oh these aren't your old Rays that don't spend money like I think it was like Fox MLB put out this like graphic I think they ended up deleting it because of how like poorly it went over they're like over the last 12 years the Rays have spent 30 million dollars now just on this alone they're spending 30 million dollars on Wander Franco like throughout and everyone's like hey that's because they don't pay their players like correctly like you should probably take this down yeah which I believe they did take them down but there's a lot of questions now about if um Franco sold sold himself short because it like obviously 182 million is such good money like mm-hmm. to any average person but in the like world that we live in now with baseball contracts I you know everything's like 300 million like 280 million for like mm-hmm. these super talented people and everyone knows like Juan Franco like he's going to be super talented and the thing is he's only 20 so yeah. I don't know if his thought was like <gasps> let me just secure the bag now whatever and he does have some opt-outs throughout it I think he has like 10 honestly mm-hmm. But they're like, don't praise the race for this. Like, they cheaped this kid. Like, they have this once-in-a-lifetime generational talent. They still don't pay properly. And now they're going to use that as an excuse to not pay other talent on their team. See, I don't know. I'm very happy for him because 182 million is 182 million. And I think it's great that the race finally gave someone an extension, like a long-term contract. And I think he deserves it. But I think it's kind of hard to judge that right now. Yeah, because he is so young. We don't know. Like this was his first season. Like we don't know that he's going to be able to keep up at the pace that he's on. I'm sure he is. But- yeah. See, yeah. There's 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 a few things that stood out for me in this um, entire deal. First of all, 11 years mm-hmm. is a really really long time. It's a very long contract. But what I compared it to is what I, I think. You know, obviously the Rays do have that history of not paying their players, which is a problem. Um, but for me, it's like. 
I don't think I good for his agent for signing him a long-term deal. I guess it's like, you could buy a house, you can settle down, you know, you can find, you know, a family, a wife, girlfriend, if you don't have one, whatever, like those are the positives out of it. But for me, it's like, yeah, I looked at what we saw recently in the Patrick Mahomes deal where they signed him, I think 10, 10 years, half a billion dollars. And it's like, you Mm -hmm. know, through the first half of this season, after signing this contract, it was like, holy shit, what's happening with Patrick Mahomes? You know, you sign him this big deal young because you see what he's done. He's won a Super Bowl, gone to two, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and it's like at the beginning of the season until, you know, the last week or two, it was like, you know, what's going on with Patrick Mahomes? The wonder boy, kid wonder, whatever you want to call him, isn't having the season that, you know, you thought he would. And he's locked up for ha- for a decade for half a billion dollars. So it's like, I feel like other, mm-hmm. you know, teams, franchises, those sorts of things are seeing this happen. And they're like, all right, yeah, we do want to lock up these long kids just, or these like long contracts with these kids just in case, you know, this talent does continue, which, you know, with like Patrick Mahomes and Wander Franco, you know, you, ex- you expect those things to continue. You expect them to just get better. But it's like, I think that they probably mm-hmm. saw what was happening with Patrick Mahomes and didn't want to get stuck in like this maybe what if situation for that long. Um, yeah. So while I do just like, I do agree with you that the Rays don't pay their players. I think that that might be something that they looked at or thought about just because this like has raised a lot of questions with these long-term deals with younger players in professional sports. Yeah. I'm just like afraid of like what happened with like, who is it? Oh, Ozzy Albies on the yeah. Braves. Like that kid has like so much proven success already. And he got completely cheap by the Braves. And maybe it's just like, oh, I want to stay with the Braves. Like I'm fine doing that. But I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like in the age where like, because baseball contracts are so ridiculous, you have to like pay guys like that, especially and like they did, they did pay them. And I think this is a step in the right directions phrase, but I guess we'll see how like his career track goes. Again, he's so young. He's freaking 20. It's hard to make any judgment on him right now. But mm-hmm. who knows if he ends up using those opt-ups because he's like, fuck you, I can do better elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I give a lot of respect to, like, these young kids' agents these days, you know? Like, they, you know, like, mm-hmm. they, they really know what they're doing. And, and op- the fact that they have those options, I think, is awesome. It's like, you, as much as I, like, we both advocate for players over everything else. And I think options yeah. are awesome. Options are awesome for these young kids because you look at, like, people – who have gotten caught up in like deals that they didn't want to be in or wanted to get out or like all these sorts of situations. I think that's awesome that like both sides can kind of be like, all right, like let's reevaluate this at X time. Yeah. I I agree. Awesome. Speaking of agents, I last night, Steven Matz officially signed with the Cardinals. I kind of thought he was going to the Red Sox. I know they are into it to the end, but whatever. Good for him. That's fine. He got the deal. But then Steve Cohen, because obviously Steven Matz came from the Mets, whatever. And I guess the talk was that Steven Matz's agent said, yeah, we're really interested in bringing him back to the Mets, like all this stuff. But then clearly it just didn't pan out that way. That shit happened. Steve Cohen, who needs to get off Twitter. I'm sorry. I thought it was cool for like a week. Oh, like, look at this like executive in baseball. Like he owns the Mets, like whatever. Always so into it on Twitter. No, he needs to get off Twitter because of shit like this. He, like, made a tweet, and he was like, never have I seen anything, like, so unprofessional and disappointing and how someone's agent handled things, like, all this stuff. I'm like, you're a grown man. Like, this is business. Why the fuck are you taking to Twitter? Like, you're some 16-year-old pissed off. And Stephen Matt's agent was like, 
yeah, like I have no comment on that other than like we were in talks with the Mets, but we got a better deal with the Cardinals. Like, what the fuck? And this is like the tenth time Steve Cohen's tweets have gotten him in trouble. Like he had that one about like not knowing what's going on with his minor league baseball system mm-hmm. when they're like, hey, like your players aren't being fed well and have no place to stay. Like, can you do something? He's like, that's not my fault. I didn't even know that was happening. Like, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, and that's he's made, like other. That's yeah. exactly the fucking problem. And it's like, we, as much as we is try to stay away from politics on this show, I'm going to bring up whether, like I've said before, I don't really care what side of the fence you are on. I'm just using this as an example. It sort of reminds me of when Trump would let his Twitter fingers fly. It's just like, you should, like, you have, you are in a position of power. You should know when to be quiet. Yeah, like, as much as I would love to hear what Bloom has to say, anyone i'm glad i don't yeah like i probably don't i'm like at the end of the day there are all these rich guys that have way more power than they should like they are not just in it for baseball reasons obviously like they're making bank steve cohen's one of the richest people in the united states shut your fucking mouth and get off twitter he's always bitching about share like oh mets fans aren't happy like dude get off twitter i don't know that just pissed me off and as much as I want to see Steven Matz come to the Red Sox, I was like, I'm glad he got a deal that he's happy. He's yeah. Happy with. Well, it's like for me too. It's like, I'm so pro freedom of speech. Like you and I wouldn't have a career if it weren't freedom of speech, but it's like yeah. at, at the same time, you and I know, like I texted you this week about a couple of things that like, I text you every week about a couple of things. Hey, should we talk about this? Hey, should we talk about this? And it's like, we have that conversation. Like, Hey, we should probably stay away from that for a reason. And it's yeah. like, as much as you and I are willing to like cut loose and like shoot the shit about stuff, it's like you have to know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, like you need to know your boundaries, especially like when you're in a specific line of work, like you should know what's not something you should talk on. You should not be talking, oh, this player's agent is so like, he literally sounded like a little girl. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is the stupidest thing and he needs to be taken off Twitter. I agree with you. On that note, I am so sick of the Red Sox fan base because it is November 24th, okay? They've missed out, like, we've missed out on Erod and Steven Matz. Uh, and they're like, oh, here we go again. Bloom's not spending money. Bloom's not going to do anything. King of interest, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's November 24th. And if you took two seconds, like, I love Erod, but I said last week, I don't want him for that many years. I think most people wouldn't. Nope. They would probably anybody who knows baseball would not know. Yeah, no, unless it's like some ace, like gigantic, like no, you don't sign that deal for Erod. He's Mm -hmm. had his time. It's whatever. Then like Steven Matz, you would think he's like the second coming of Jesus. I'm like, yeah, he's like average. (laughs) And they're like, oh, that's it. Like it's November 24th. Yeah, I I see. They're just so spoiled. Mm-hmm. And the high blooms like we're going to do stuff like we're going to spend money, but like he's not just going to spend money because people are on Twitter like you haven't done anything still. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you actually put this in our show notes because I have seen so not just Red Sox fans, but people in Red Sox media talking shit about Heim. And it's like we back back to this again. We've said this on this show before. It's like you especially it it was the people too who were like in Heim we trust you know Heim's gotten us this far Heim this Heim that and it's like we praise Heim through everything that happened this season we were always 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 on Heim's team always you and I like because he put that team together and it's like 
he got them that far. He like, he is the reason that the Red Sox have been playing the way that they have. And it's like the, some of the people who are like, have been saying in Heim, we trust all season are now the people who are like, Oh, Heim, you know, he hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. It's like, maybe he doesn't want to, like, you need to trust him. Look at how nobody expected the Red Sox to even make the postseason this year. And how no. fucking far did the Red Sox go? And who is that thanks to? So it's like, you know what? You, you, Heim has earned the right to silently tell you people to sit down and shut up and he's got it handled until there's actually something serious that he's passed up on or fucked up or had a bad season due to the team that he put together or what have you in time we trust everyone chill out everyone actually calm down i'm just so so fucking tired i think chris Cotillo made a tweet saying the same thing he's like stop tweeting at me about i'm not doing anything like the off season started not even a month ago mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a and long way to go it's a long off season it is a long off season not to mention there's definitely going to be a lockout at some point which is going to pause things i don't know how much long it's going to be i honestly haven't looked oh hi freddie okay here he freddie 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 <laughs> freddie I locked Jackson but, out. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Anyways, yeah, I'm tired of that already. Not surprising. That happens pretty much every offseason. But mm-hmm. the good news for you is the Giants have made a lot of moves with I Alex know. Wood. Uh, I never know how to say this guy's last name. Dave Scalafani. Scalafani? I don't Yeah, yeah. Scalafani. Um, yeah. starting I, rotation. They're making moves. I... Hey, this is the same thing with the Red Sox though. We've ta- once again, we have talked about this on this podcast. It's like both the Giants and the Red Sox were never expected to go anywhere. And I'm so, yeah. so happy with the moves they've made because I feel like we didn't, it, and we lost Buster, you know what? And that's okay. Um, I still think yeah. that we are going to be, we, it's not, we're going to be, we are getting better. We are continuing to get better for the long term. Yes. And I appreciate that. You know, uh, next year is an even numbered year. We've gotten better. We've signed some people. Um, and I, I, I'm really, I'm interested to see where we go. Like, I think that this off is going to be good for us. I think that we might have an actual chance next year because the, after this year is when we kind of have to start worrying about like contracts and like serious contracts and like those types of things, like long-term and stuff. So I don't know. I think this is really good for us. I think that we could absolutely make a run next year. The luck potentially in an even numbered year may be in our favor. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm yes. not mad about this at all. I'm, I'm happy that we locked these two up. I I'm, I'm looking forward to the coming two, three years ahead of us. Um, I, I'm happy. I have no complaints, you know, like, like, like you, I, I know the Red Sox fans, uh, Boston sports fans in general are so diehard and it's like, they almost expect their teams to make it to the playoffs every year. And if it's not, it's a failure. They, they yeah. won't take getting better as an answer. But for me, like, yeah, we just made the playoffs, but the fact that we're getting better. And as long as I see us continue to get better, that's good enough for me. And that's just, that's how I'm going to look at it moving forward. No. Yeah. I feel like you're completely on the ball with all that. Like, I feel like the giants are making all the right moves. And like, again, the off season's still so early. They already have like their rotation kind of solidified with like Logan Webb on top of that. I don't know. I Love feel him. like they're in a good position. He's awesome. I wish I wish to have him on our team. But Logan's yeah, dope. No, I feel like the Giants, he's so funny too. Like all uh-huh. his like tweets, like he was so excited. Like that's so cute. I know. He's so cute. I have like tears in my eyes, like thinking about him. I don't know if on YouTube you can see this. I'm like, oh my God, Logan Webb. <laughs> yeah. 
stand Logan Webb. We stand Logan Webb. I'm like actually crying thinking about him. I love him so much. <laughs> like, so obviously it was an emotional week, I guess, for Kendra for the Giants. <laughs> the last few, just like random kind of. Um, the Brewers signed Pedro Severino. He's a catcher now that they have Manny Pena gone. Sad because I love Manny Pena, but good they already got another catcher like Pedro Severino. Um, the Yankees DFA'd and now released Frazier Odor. And they DFA Tyler Wade, but he ended up going to the Angels in a trade. I think the Yankees just got cash considerations back for him. Um, Tyler Wade's very attractive, so I'm glad I could finally say that now that he's not on the Yankees. And nice. hopefully he can grow facial hair. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't Hell think he's yeah. going to help the Angels very much because he's not very good. But they just got more attractive, so good for the Angels. Good for the Angels. <laughs> NLL, PLL, Sarah, what's the news? Um, So the big news in the lacrosse world, obviously, yep. this last week was yep. the PLL is close to a deal to move from NBC to ESPN. Basically, ESPN will now own all lacrosse broadcasting. They already had men and women's college lacrosse. They had their deal that was made last month officially with the NLL. And now they're going to have the PLL. I know. I have I saw a few this. Like, thoughts on this. Yeah, I was going to ask because like, I'm I- excited. Yeah, I have thoughts, but probably not as many as you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm excited, but also kind of nervous. Cause so I got in a little, not like Twitter fight with someone yesterday, but they were like, oh, they're signing with them because they couldn't get their contract renewed with NBC. Like no one actually believes in lacrosse. They're just going to become another entity for ESPN to control. I'm like, first of all, and like, you know, most of those PLL games are on NBCSN or Peacock. NBCSN mm-hmm. is being shut down <laughs> and I'm sorry lacrosse is not getting prime time on NBC every week so yeah. if they did end up going back to NBC pretty much everything would be behind the paywall on Peacock so yeah. I'm like no I'm sure they could have renewed the contract they probably just didn't want to because they don't have NBCSN anymore yeah I am a little concerned about them going to ESPN just because I do agree that I think ESPN kind of just views it like I think NBCSN did such a good job with the PLL, like with the graphics, like the videos, like they always had good broadcasters. Like I thought it was very well presented. And I think it was very like, if even if you're not the biggest lacrosse fan, like it was a fun thing to watch, you know? Yeah. ESPN, like I just kind of think of like so far with the NHL, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. I feel like they just kind of want to add on to their list of things they own. Yep. Like, I don't feel like that much thought's going to be put into it. It's that much care with as Mm -hmm. like the graphics and the videos. And they do have a good team of lacrosse broadcasters over at ESPN. So I am excited about that, but I'm just kind of nervous about what the final product's going to be because it is still a growing league. And I feel like you have to have the best, the best. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my comment as well, actually, was that once I saw this happen, my concern was the same with the coverage. So it's like, I feel like ESPN likes to like sort of cheap things a bit as far as production. And they do just want to own the rights to everything just in case, which because they have the most money because of Disney and those sorts of things. Um, But recently I saw Jalen Rose in Qatar, who, do you know who Jalen Rose is? I assume you do. Yeah. Yeah. So Jalen Rose was in Qatar covering soccer and Mm-hmm. I was actually I've been bitching about my friends about this for weeks and it's like he's in Qatar he's outside at night looks like he has like a fucking like just phone light on him and he's standing out there yeah. covering like so, like a major soccer event 
And he's like, yeah, guys, haha, I'm here in Qatar. I'm having so much fun. Soccer's dope. I'm like, might never leave. Back to you guys in the studio. And it's like, why the fuck is, first of all, is Jalen Rose covering soccer? Yeah. Second of all, what sort of insight did I get from this? Third of all, like, I just, the, the lack of, like, hair that they put on to, like, the NHL soccer, and now that is going to be my fear about the PLL, is that I, I actually was watching ESPN the other day, and they were talking about the NHL, because they obviously have a contract now, and they were talking yeah. about Yarmir Yager. They did an entire piece about Yarmir Yager, and the guy covering that piece in the morning kept saying Jarmer Jogger, and it's like, you guys have this major contract now. And it's like, you're doing an entire piece on someone that you don't even know how to say his name. Like, how could you cop out more on this coverage and just keep people who aren't yeah. qualified to cover these things? And it's like, it wouldn't even be that hard for you guys to bring people aboard because fucking everybody wants to work for ESPN. People will bend over yeah. backwards and be exploited out the ass for no money for a shot to cover something at ESPN. It's like, you guys don't even have to do anything. You just have to try a little to make this better. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, you guys might own the rights to this, but you're honestly making yourselves look like a joke more than anything else. The fact that you have fucking Jalen Rose covering soccer and a guy talking about hockey that doesn't even know how to say Yarmir Yager, who is one of the most prominent NHL players of all time. So that's my biggest fear with this PLL situation is that the same thing's going to happen and the PLL is going to be done wrong because ESPN quite literally doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Because like I said, I think I tweeted yesterday, I bought ESPN Plus for the NHL and then now the NLL. I guess I'll see how it looks with the NLL, like what that coverage is going to be like. Someone did make the point to like, oh, well, at least the PLL season's kind of in like, not ESPN's like off time, but they don't have like football, basketball to talk about as much. I'm like, that doesn't like, I understand what they're trying to say to a point, but we all know how ESPN operates. Like they have their favorites. That's what they're going to focus on. And I think they, cause they do have a good broadcasting team in terms of people that know a lot about lacrosse. I'm just worried about the marketing and the presentation of it all, because I think that's so important for something like lacrosse. So where it's not this, like, like the NHL still kind of considered like a growing sport. Like, yeah. Lacrosse on a completely different level. Like you need to have the best of the best because you're trying to bring in so many more fans yeah and I think yes looking at like okay ESPN's the biggest sports media company there is so that's obviously a good thing but at the same time the product itself is what I'm kind of nervous about not on the PLL side just how much care ESPN's going to put into it well also like another concern of mine is that I, while the NHL is a growing sport it's not a growing sport for and a lot of people might not like this take and that's fine I'm still gonna say it the NHL is still a growing sport for minorities, for people of color, for people in poorer communities. They have yeah. a grip on like the rich white community, people who can afford to play hockey, people who can afford to, you know, be in that sort of thing. Hockey is the most expensive sport to play. It, it straight up is. And it's mm -hmm. a growing sport for communities that traditionally don't have those resources as well as lacrosse being a growing sport, it's like, yes, it's, you know, like a, a sport that was founded by Native Americans, but it's like, it's still a predominantly white rich kids sport. And that's why it's a growing sport, similar to hockey. It's like, they're trying to get all these other communities involved. And I think that that's important. I just don't want to see ESPN butcher that because I think that this is a huge deal as far as like marketing and stuff and like making lacrosse and hockey available to different types of people. Yeah, no, I was kind of bitching to Kendra about this last time. Like, lacrosse has such this, like, look of, oh, rich, preppy, white, lax bros, whatever. But like you said, like, 
it's rooted like it comes from an indigenous like roots and I feel like so little people know that like I was talking to this girl Ava the other day she was doing an interview for her sports media class and she was just asked about lacrosse because again not many people like it's not like the super popular sport I was explaining it to her she's like I have no idea I'm like I know unless like you are like into lacrosse not a lot of people do know that when I feel like if that was like highlighted everyone knew that you would get a lot more people interested and I think it's so important to be highlighting stories and facts like that to get more people interested which is again I don't really see ESPN doing (laughs) yeah yeah it's true and I I hope that that's not the case moving forward but yeah we had this conversation last night it's like I feel like if you want to market to all these different people, you have to take the people you're marketing to outside of who already is on board into consideration to do so. So I'm just hoping that like that opportunity isn't slandered because of ESPN or these types of things. Yes, I agree. Overall, I think it's a very good thing. That's plus now you have all across in one space, which is great. And it's ESPN, which is great. I guess we'll see what the product looks like. Other than that, with the NLL, obviously they're going to be on ESPN Plus 2. Um, they're still in training camp. Again, those rosters won't be finalized till this weekend. So we'll have a lot more to talk about that next week. Other than that, I just have quick self-promo. My lacrosse flash article, my first ever NLL Woo-hoo! article is coming out Thursday, Thanksgiving. It's a yeah! season preview for the Saskatchewan Rush. So everyone, please read it. <laughs> Heck Yeah. We ball, Sarah Griffin. <laughs> um, before Thanks we get into some NHL stuff, I just have to let you know, if you ever questioned my yes. love for you, not that you do, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I know you how much, I know you know I hate these fucking cherry cordial, whatever, but like I said, I'm saving you one of each flavor and the only one that I have left <laughs> that is not saved of each flavor is one of these fuckers. So I'm opening this for you, for my love of you and your ability to try the Bud Light Christmas pack because you can't find it. I am suffering for Sarah. That is love. That is true love. I truly appreciate that. <laughs> Especially as I'm drinking this. I don't know when it's from. It's some oh, giant just the, ass. <laughs> just the smell of this is like- where it came from. Did you see that oh. reaction to like me opening yeah, this uh, in the smell? No. It just smells like fake- like liquid chocolate seltzer. Fuck that. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm going to dive into this. Will you preview some NHL stuff? Maybe we'll get like a funny reaction out of me because I can't. Whoo. No. Lord. <laughs> As I bitched about last week, the Bruins schedule was fucking terrible. Oh, that was not a good reaction. <laughs> no, that was they so played- bad. they played what was it Saturday against the Flyers had a great game uh Derek I I did not watch this game I was out Saturday but that was their first time playing in like six days they had a nice win there Derek Forbort scored two goals which this was an interesting stat I think Pete Blackburn tweeted this in 331 career games without the Bruins Derek Forbort scored eight goals and in 15 games with the Bruins, he has scored four goals so far, which as much as I bitch about him on defense, which finally it seems like 
they switched that top pairing. He's no longer on the top pair. It's McAvoy and Grizzly finally, which is what I've been asking for. So maybe I'll stop bitching about him now and he will just continue to be a defenseman scoring goals. Hell yeah. So good for him. But then the Bruins had their worst game of the season Sunday and a shutout loss to the Flames. It was Swayman's first loss at the Garden. The top line was awful. The power play was awful. It was just a terrible, terrible game. You know I what? Know back-to-backs are difficult, but. You know what? I mentioned this to you earlier this week, and it was one of those things that was like, should we talk about it? But I'm going to talk about it. I, after this game, was listening to 98.5 the other day. <laughs> Um, and was listening to Zolik and Bertrand and they had, they were talking about Swayman's loss and kind of blamed this game on him, which I don't agree with in the first place. No. Um, I don't think that this was his fault. And like, we both said that this was his first loss at home. Mm-hmm. The kid, the, it's just, the kid's second year in the NHL. He's allowed to lose games. He's al- this was his first fucking loss at home. He hadn't played in almost a week and it's like, they decided to blame it on his girlfriend who went back to Alaska for Thanksgiving. And they were like, well, maybe if his, you know, his girlfriend that she left him, maybe if she hadn't gone home, they'd be fine. Maybe they should just like get married. So they were like Bruins can keep winning. Like that made me so mad. And I found out I wasn't going to say anything about this because we had talked about this. And then I talked to our friend, Cam Davis, shout out Cam Davis. We talk about him all the time. And he tweeted about it and said the exact same thing that I did. So I feel a lot more comfortable talking about this and telling 98.5, leave people's girlfriends fucking out of it. They have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with this game. Like her going back to see their family in Alaska or whatever has nothing to do with his gameplay. It was the first game he's lost at home. Let the kid live his life. Like it's not like don't put a loss on someone else's significant other. Or like what she's doing, sleeping with him or not sleeping with him or what bed she's in. Like that has nothing to do with you. It's not your business. Shut the fuck up. And you know what? I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to fucking roll it back. We've said this before on this show and I will say it again. Like leave the fucking women out of it. Like just leave them out of it. It has nothing to do with it. 98.5, hire a fucking woman. Hire a woman. I dare you. For a dollar, name a woman. I think that's just the most annoying and not just in this situation because people do it all the time. I think the most annoying thing people do in sports is when they place the blame on someone either getting a girlfriend or the fact that they're newly single. I'm like, are you fucking 12? <laughs> like, like, remember when Andrew Benatendi started dating his girlfriend in like 2017 or whatever, or 2018, and then he didn't have like his best season or something. And they're like, oh, he needs to dump his girlfriend. What the fuck does she have to do with it? You guys are so fucking weird. Leave people alone. Get, learn to differentiate between people personalized and their careers. Like it is so odd to me, and I feel like it's almost like a cop out people use when they don't know what they're talking about. Which I've heard ninety eight five try to talk about hockey. It is a thousand percent a cop out. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. That's my two cents on that. I think it's what? just the dumbest, easiest cop out there is, and it just yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, it would be like, imagine, because I mentioned like boys in my HLA should be like, she, you know, those boys, like she didn't have a good week with them. She had a bad show. It's on those boys. Like they they yeah. should have like taken her out for drinks and she would have had a much better show this week on SNS. And it's like, no, like I'm fucking fine. I'm a grown ass woman. I don't care. Like, and I'm still here. I'm, I'm here for the fucking people. Mic drop, pen yes. drop, same shit. Anyways, 98.5, hire a woman. Yeah, no, that was just the dumbest and 
pretty on par for 95 but absolutely leave jeremy swayman alone also and his girlfriend and happy birthday jeremy swayman <laughs> happy his fucking birthday, so. birthday is he scorpio capricorn king i don't really know whatever it is good for you jeremy scorpio swayman still shout out jeremy swayman you scorpio king go off <laughs> so moving on from the bruins um i have a couple just notes about uniforms jerseys a bad week for hockey <laughs> in terms of jerseys um new jerseys got awful third jerseys that say jersey so apparently bad. someone spent three years working on that i don't want to say anything rude if someone did spend three years working on that i'm just confused how that's what you come up with how <laughs> we had this conversation just- yesterday about something else and like how long it took people to yeah. develop their merchandise in comparison to us and it's like don't get me wrong like i don't think that our merchandise is like a fucking home run or anything like we're new at this like we're working <laughs> it out but it's like if you're developing something for a fucking pro league and it takes you three years to come up with that woof. It has big graphic design is my passion energy. (laughs) I just don't, I'm like, why is it just a jersey? And Lauren, Lauren's standing right over here now. She was like, what if their helmets just said helmet and pants just said pants? Like that's, yeah, skates said skates. Like it's so weird. Hello, Lauren. And it's just a boring color scheme. Kendra says hi. Hi. Yeah, pucks is puck. <laughs> but no, it was just boring. And then it's just like black and red. I don't know. I thought they were very boring. I hate Team USA's jerseys for the Olympics. I made a tweet today that it looks like something you find at TJ Maxx because it's just been sitting there. You know, like the men's section of TJ Maxx and they have like yeah. Rugrats, like Captain America shirts, but then like random sports shirts. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like. First of all, it looks like a soccer uniform for like a JV goalie. And- <laughs> It doesn't even look like a hockey jersey. Like, it's it so boring. Yeah. And like, I was kind of clowning on the Canadian jersey last night, which I do like the Canadian jersey. I know a lot of people have beef with that one too. I just thought the leaf Ew. was kind of weird. It kind of looks like a pot leaf. I li- that's <laughs> why I like it. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of their black jerseys. Just because I'm like, why, why is there black in this Canadian jersey? Oh, Canada. <laughs> Because I feel like Canada could do, like, such a good play on, like, the BU uniforms. I love the BU uniforms. That's part of the reason Ooh, I love They're fire. So they're much. fire. I hate BU. Yeah, I hate I think- BU, but they have swag. Yeah. Those are one of, if not the best uniforms in college hockey, in my opinion. Agree. Which Agree. Canada, they have such an easy layup. Like, and they've had good uniforms in the past. And, again, these ones are bad. It's just, one, the Leafs kind of weird. I don't, like, obviously they did that on purpose. I just... Don't really know what that purpose was. And I'm not a huge fan of the all black one. Other than that, they still blow Canada. I mean, they still blow the US out of the water. Finland, I think, had the best jersey. Yeah. I actually like Finland stuff too. I looked at these today um, just because I saw your notes. But I actually, I think, can't. okay, Finland is probably, they're up there for me. But like I said, I really like the Canada ones because they <laughs> do look like a pot leaf. And if you ever questioned if I burn, <laughs> You now know the answer. Please don't fire me, anyone that I work for. You did not hear this. I live in Massachusetts. <laughs> I swear to God, I live in Massachusetts. Um. So yeah. Any anything else about the NHL, Sarah? 
Nope, that was pretty much it. it uh, actually, did you watch Connor McDavid's Architectural Digest video? I did not. Oh my god, it was so funny. Connor I did watch so the Bruins funny. playing video games last night, though. Oh, I was watching that too. Me and Lauren were watching that. And But no, you have to go watch Connor McDavid's Architectural Digest video. It is so funny because, yo, he's like, obviously the best hockey player in the league like oh, one of the best hockey players ever already. yeah yeah but he has like zero I don't, don't mean this to be mean but he has no personality to him I feel like he's a nope. very if you're just marketing his hockey skills then he's easy to market for anything else no there's nothing there there's nothing to work with but so I guess his girlfriend's an interior designer or something and she oh like, and I did see this house yes yes yeah. I did yes yes the house is like gorgeous amazing. it's so yeah. cool the video is so funny just because he is so awkward and there's like one point they're like in their bathroom talking about um their bathtub or something his girlfriend was like well yeah like you take more baths than I do because of hockey or whatever and he got like all embarrassed about it and he's like yeah I take baths sometimes we just want to like really sore like he got so like (laughs) I'm like fellas is it gay to bathe (laughs) no I love to bathe. Okay, so I didn't see this for that reason. I actually, so I didn't watch the video. I saw some pictures and it was only because this blogger that I love posted pictures Mm -hmm. of their house. So I saw the pictures, but I didn't see the actual video of him talking about that. But I did just add it into my show notes to go watch. I saw the pictures, but I didn't like put, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've seen pictures, but not the video. So I will go watch the video um, and maybe I'll make a tweet about it or something like that for people listening. Um, moving forward into NFL stuff, Sarah, your Patriots played on Thursday night, primetime against the Falcons. It was a Super Bowl rematch. The Patriots maintained the status of being the Falcons daddy, um, in the fourth quarter, at least the second half. I don't know about the fourth quarter, three different quarterbacks for the Falcons through an interception. It was Matt Ryan and then Josh Rosen and Felipe Franks. I don't know if that's ever happened before. And I'm pretty sure it was just in the fourth quarter. It might've just been in the second half, but I'm almost positive it was the fourth quarter. So that was an absolute shit show. And I've tweeted about this the last two weeks. I think that I'm the only person in the entire world who feels bad for Matt Ryan, but I do feel bad for Matt Ryan. Who's BC alum. He has been through some shit. Like I just, I want, I want a ring for Matt Ryan or like some sort of something because I think he deserves it. I, I just, I love him mm-hmm. as a person. He's one of my childhood crushes. I think I said that on the show before. Um, and the Patriots, are really making a run towards the postseason. I've said it before and I'll say it again. God loves the city of Boston and their sports teams. This game <laughs> was just an absolute shit show. Sarah, do you have any thoughts? I don't know if you watched this game, but it was Thursday night football. So I'm assuming you might've at least caught something about it. Yeah, I watched the very end of it. Um, I just thought again, like you said, God definitely does love Boston sports because all of a sudden now Patriots are, very much in the playoff picture you know they're back in the number one spot and everything's back as it should be um my friend Leanna actually that visitor last week she is she's a Buffalo fan and so Mm. I was able to kind of clown her a little bit she's like let's not get crazy here okay but I was like but also you have to keep in mind it's the Patriots and this is exactly the type of thing that would happen Whereas with the Bills, this is exactly the type of thing that would happen to you guys. That Absolutely. all of a sudden it's going to go downhill while we, out of mm-hmm. nowhere, with the rookie quarterback, go up. So, yep. 
yeah, uh, the next show or the next game in my show notes is actually the Colts at Bills game. This game like kind of confused the shit out of me, to be honest, because like I don't really think the Colts are a good team. Like obviously Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. is just awesome, but it's like when a majority of your team or, or a majority of your games are played in a really shitty division, it's like hard to tell if you're a good team or not. And they haven't had the hardest strength of schedule. So I'm kind of just sitting mm-hmm. here thinking like, are the Colts actually a good team because they beat the bills and the Jaguars beat the bills. And like, now that like that's two huge losses, the bills have made to like the AFC South, which is like all in all, like a really garbage division. Like the Texans suck. The Jags are garbage. I don't really think the Colts are serious other than Jonathan Taylor is having like a fucking insane season. The only team that I think is worth a shit is the fucking Titans. And it's like Carson Wentz is not a good fucking quarterback. Like, and you know what? I like to clown Carson Wentz because I think he's like an absolute dweeb. But like, can you tell me another athlete who has sprained both of their ankles at the same fucking time? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I I actually- I just think Carson Wentz is an absolute dweeb, like just a dweeb. Like the fact that he plays quarterback is just wild to me. And I think that this game says more, I think this game says more about the Bills as a team than it does like, because they were like the the AFC favorite to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen was an MVP candidate. I think that this loss and the Jaguars loss says more about where the Bills are at right now than it does about it. Like the Colts being good because it's like, we expect yeah. the bills to be good. Like they have fucking Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and like a good deep, like one of the best defenses in the fucking NFL. It's like, I don't know. I just, I think it says more about where the bills are at right now than like potentially where the Colts are at. So that's, that's my takeaway from that game. Um, Packers at Vikings. I don't have a whole lot to say about this game other than the fact that I wish I'd started Aaron Rodgers in fantasy this week. I would have lost anyway. Um, I, I, I dropped my first game in like a hot minute in fantasy this week. I don't think I've lost in like four or five weeks. And it was to our friend Jake Iggy. So congrats to Jake for beating me this week. He is yeah. kind of in the bottom tier of our division and I'm at the top of the entire league. So good for you, Jake. Um, I, <laughs> I will say I don't understand what it is with the Vikings and like garbage time wins or like field goals for wins or like field goal attempts because the Vikings just like Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is with them like and I know you're not like a huge football fan but like I know you know that about the Vikings is that it's always like some garbage time field goal or like (laughs) Hail Mary situation and back to like people that I think got a huge deal that didn't deserve it or like they thought they deserved it at the time speaking of Wander Franco is Kirk Cousins like he, I think at the time he seemed like one of those people who like deserved that contract, but has just not played through like the earnings of that contract. I think he's actually garbage and that contract is way too big for him, which was the largest contract in history at the time. So I think that that's like a big red flag there for me. Saints at Eagles. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts has come a really long way and I'm really happy for him for doing so. He ran for three touchdowns this weekend. Um, and I will say this. To attack by law, not a great NFL quarterback. Jalen Hurts didn't know if he was going to be a great NFL quarterback for quite some time. And Mac Jones, obviously an Alabama quarterback as well. I think that there is going to be quite the race between Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones to be the best quarterback to come out of Alabama since Bart Starr, mm-hmm. which is, I know you don't know who Bart Starr is, but Bart Starr played decades ago for the Packers he was a quarterback for the Packers decades and decades ago Alabama traditionally just doesn't have good quarterbacks that come out of their program because they haven't had to in a long time you know like when you have the best offensive line in the nation when you have the best receivers when you have the best run game you don't really need your quarterback to be elite so I think that there's going to definitely be a race between 
Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones to be like this sort of elite Alabama quarterback, but they just have such different style of games that like as much as it won't be a race, I think it's definitely going to be a comparison just because of the school that they came out of. Um, 49ers at Jags. I have nothing and everything to say about this game at the same time. (laughs) We are actually terrible and the fucking penalties are unreal. The lack of discipline on this team, like, blows me away week in and out week in and week out but like doesn't blow me away week in and week out because it's like we did this last week why would I be surprised but the penalties that we get I'm just like are we really this fucking stupid like what is happening (laughs) it's just it's actually awful and I'm like I'm sitting here and I'm watching this game this week and I'm like we're getting fucking waxed before the half and it's like how is this the same team that held the bills to six points like how is this the same defense like like who, like, I just, I think that as dumb of a quote as this is from Urban Meyer, it actually really describes this team very accurately. When we're good, we're great. When we're bad, mm-hmm. we are bad through and through. <laughs> like we are bad. And it's like, we really racked up the injuries this week. Like Jamal Agnew's on fucking injury reserve. Now there is a ton of like did like will not practice did not practice limited and practice last week and there's going to be a ton this week it's just like we keep we're just an absolute dumpster fire I just want to lose out and like fire Urban Meyer after a year I think that would be fucking legendary if we did that (laughs) or if we fired him before the year even ended and at this point I'm like hello Lions fans I need you guys to like win two games help us out here I want Kayvon Thibodeau like at that first slot I know he won't be there if you guys are there and I'm like I, you know what? I'm going to say this here. I'm posting a video for DraftKings later. I'm taking the Lions over the Bears on fucking Thanksgiving Day. I'm taking the Lions, baby. You can take that quote here first. Go Lions. Thanksgiving Day dub for the fucking Lions. <laughs> um, woo-hoo. Woo, go Lions! Um, Bengals at Raiders. I only have one thing to say here. Joey B is back, baby. And I only added that for you, Sarah. <laughs> Cowboys at Chiefs. Um, Joy B is back, and so are the Chiefs. Um, I figured they would be. Like, Cowboys fans are kind of panicking, but I think they're going to be okay. There are still a few games ahead in that division, but they do need to watch out for the Eagles, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. I think that that, like, as much as I think that this is the Cowboys mm-hmm. division to lose, like, Jalen Hurts is playing out of his mind. Like, I, I'm really proud of him right now. Zeke absolutely looks beat up, and they need to put some points on the board in the coming weeks, and I think that they need Zeke to do that. So I'm curious what his injury status is going to be. Um, my only concern is that the Chiefs don't have an impressive defense whatsoever, and they only put up nine points against the Chiefs defense. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the Cowboys are going to do this week. Um, my last game to talk about of last week, and I only have one comment, and it was the Cardinals at the Seahawks. I fucking love Colt McCoy. That's it. That's the tweet. Colt McCoy's the man. Um, as far as NFL, what I am watching this week, Thanksgiving Day, Bears at Lions, go Lions. I love the Lions. All my homies love the Lions. <laughs> Raiders, <laughs> Raiders at Cowboys. This is the are the Cowboys good game for me? How beat up a Zeke game? Um, is Dak still that guy? Um, Bills at Saints. Bills need a win. They need to get back in the AFC South, potentially the bye week conversation. Steelers at Bengals because this could mix the division up. And I know that we all know that I love a little chaos. Bucks at Colts. I think this is a very revealing game for both of these teams. The Bucks have like, as much as the Bucks have like a good, you know, 
win loss column right now. They've almost lost some really questionable games. And the Colts are obviously that team that I'm like, are you good? Are you not? Is it just Jonathan Taylor? Um, so I think that this is going to be a very revealing game on both sides of the ball for both teams. Titans at Patriots. I think that this is the battle for the potential top of the AFC. The Titans and the Patriots are the best team in the AFC right now. No question. Um, the Bills could get back into this conversation, but this is really like who's who's the daddy of the AFC here? Because I think the Titans, even without Derrick Henry, are still in this conversation. The Patriots on a roll. So I think this is a huge revealing game for the AFC playoff situation. Rams at Packers. I am excited to see the rematch of Stafford versus Rodgers outside of the NFC North. So I think that's exciting. And then Browns at Ravens. You know, it's a divisional matchup. Baker's hurt as fuck. The Ravens are good. What's going on with Lamar Jackson? I think this division is probably going to be the closest in all of football. So I'm excited for that. That is all I have to say about the NFL this week. Um, NCAA football, this is rivalry week coming up. But as far as last week goes, Oregon falls to Utah. This had disaster written all over it from the beginning. They knew their fate was in their hands and they fucked it up. Um, it, it, it felt too good to be true for the Oregon Ducks in my situation. And it was fun while it lasted, but I don't think that there is any way they claw, their, claw themselves back into the playoff situation for the NCAA football committee. Um, MSU at Ohio State. All I have to say is, wow, I'm sorry, MSU fans. This was so tough to watch. <laughs> it was so tough to watch. It was tough from the start and it didn't get any better. I think OSU was on a roll now and they can make a, mat, a nasty run into the playoffs. And as they showed, like, I, I have nothing to say against Ohio State. Wow. Brian Day is kind of an offensive genius. So that's, that's my takeaway from this game. Michigan at Maryland. I only have one comment here. And it's like, I realize Maryland isn't an impressive team, but Michigan could seriously, seriously make this a crazy end of the season. I, I have some comments about them coming up um, in the what I am watching category, which is going to start now. It is rivalry week. Anything can happen. And I absolutely am craving some chaos. We are kicking things off with the Egg Bowl, which is Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Like I said, it is rivalry week and anything can happen. I think Ole Miss keeps rolling here, but I do expect Lane Kiffin to sweat a little this weekend. A lot of comments on the Ohio State-Michigan matchup. Like I just said that I had some comments about this. This is where things get sort of interesting for me. Um, I think a lot of the conversation is surrounding a two-loss Power 5 team, and I think that this is what they mean. It boils down to games like this. Um, this game is in Ann Arbor, and you know it's going to be loud. This game is huge. It has huge implications, and it could seriously shake up the standings as far as postseason goes. My question for the college football crowd this week is knowing that the committee and the potential that they are allowing Cincy to sit at this slot in the playoffs temporarily until crunch time and to see how the season plays out. We know that the committee kind of loves to follow the money and what my situation is like, they want to make the power five schools happy because they know that this is where the money lies. If Michigan wins this game and both teams went out, where does this conversation move with all these potential two lost power five teams sitting around at the end with a group of with a group of five team who's still undefeated. I this is this is the conversation for me. It's you know, like if Cincinnati stays mm-hmm. undefeated, they're a group of five team, and you have these, you know, like if if things stay where they're at, Oregon's a two-loss team, Michigan's a two-loss team. Um, you just you have all maybe even Ohio State, maybe um Michigan's like you have Michigan State, you have all these like potential two-loss teams, maybe even Alabama here. Um, I think Ole Miss might even be a two-loss team at this point. It's like where where do you kind of put this group of five school who's undefeated. And like I've said before, is this, you know, the, the point of the season is to be undefeated. And I spoke about UCF last week and what happened with Auburn and those sorts of things. It's like, where does this conversation go? Sarah, I know that you're not the hugest 
you know, college football fan, but it's like, you have all these Mm -hmm. big schools, like let's say Ohio state, Michigan, um, those sorts of things, two lost teams compared to a Cincinnati team who is sort of, you know, not in this larger conference situation. Do you have an opinion on whether like someone who does what they're supposed to do goes undefeated or just because someone's a bigger school, better players, more recruitment, more money. Do you have a comment on that sort of situation? I don't know. I feel like that's always been something that kind of like, to me, like in college football, like I kind of always correlate it almost to like with baseball, you have like these big market teams where I'm like, well, why don't like the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Cubs win everything every year when they have like this big thing. That's how I kind of feel like with college football, like my like minimal knowledge of it. I'm like, well, like these big schools, like, like Alabama, like, you know, whatever. I'm like, why don't they just like, why is it not an easy win every year? Like as someone who like knows so little about college football, like from the outside looking in, that's always how I've looked at it and how it's always like been like to me where I have seen like now, like, nope, to my knowledge, like, oh, Alabama always seems to be winning, you know, like they're like the Patriots over there, you know? I say shake it the fuck up. Like if you do what you're supposed to do, you go undefeated. I think you get in. Um, so that, but that's just my take, you know, but I I do see the side of the committee. If they leave the money out of it, which I know they want, I know they can't. It's like, I do see the argument of strength (laughs) of schedule and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, on to the Iron Bowl, which is my favorite matchup. Everyone knows I'm a diehard Auburn fan. If you don't know what the Iron Bowl it is, it is Auburn, Alabama. I think it is the best matchup in all of college sports. Yes, I said that, and you know that I am right. Um, I don't think that this will be the Iron Bowl of yesteryear. I Just because Bo Nix and Anders, Carl, Anders Carlson are both injured, the Auburn Tigers haven't played an Iron Bowl without a Carlson brother kicking in quite a while, which does concern me. Um, and you know what? Auburn Auburn's quarterback is hurt, and they rely on their kickers often, and I expect this to be a miserable day at home for Auburn fans. I hate to say it, but like I said earlier, anything can happen in rivalry week, so here we go with that. A um, few more comments, very quick comments on a few more games. Oregon State at Oregon, not much to say about this game. I think Oregon is out no matter what at this point, even if they do – win out the rest of the season I don't think a two loss Oregon team is going to beat out anyone in the Big Ten or the SEC at two losses that's just my opinion um Wisconsin at Minnesota the battle for Paul Bunyan's acts is always fun to watch go Badgers I am going to watch this game and my last comment on college football for the week is Oklahoma at Oklahoma State still an argument for Oklahoma at this point I think they need a big win they are still a one loss team and they are still absolutely in contention in my mind depending on how this stuff plays out Um, We are going to head into our interview with our moms here. I know that this has been highly anticipated. So Tyler, throw in that SpongeBob graphic. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our highly anticipated interview with our mothers. Um, I'm very nervous for this. I don't know about Sarah. Sarah, are you nervous? Not really. No? Okay, just me. Just us, I guess. Um, you guys are drinking. Yeah, really yeah. you are? Okay. <laughs> what are you guys drinking? <laughs> um, <laughs> giant ass truly pineapple. I have a white claw lemon. Okay, we are back with the Bud Light seltzers. My mom is like the biggest Christmas person of all time. She already told me that she wants the eggnog one. I was going to ask her, so I'm going to give her the eggnog one. Mm-hmm. I'll let her open it and give a review. I will do anything. Do not get that on my computer, please. 
I am going to stick with the cranberry because I rolled deep with the cranberry last week. Um, so mom, where are you from? What's your name? What do you do? Where'd you go to school? My name is Deidre Middleton. I went to college at University Wisconsin-Madison. I live in Jacksonville, Florida, and I am in commercial real estate. Ballin. <laughs> okay, your turn. I'm Angela Griffin. Um, we live in North Attleboro. Um, I work in IT services and we've lived in North Attleboro for like 20 years. I'm from Massachusetts originally. Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. So what do you think of the seltzer nog? You know, one, one a scale of one to ten. <laughs> seven seven okay what do you like about it what don't you like about it it doesn't really have an eggnog taste but it's it's not overpowering so it is good okay all right cool 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 sarah i think you have the questions pulled up um or are they on the sheet you have them written down yeah i have them all right let's let her rip okay all right so the first one i have is which of your daughter's confirmed celebrity crushes would you want to see actually happen? Ooh. <laughs> Which of my celebrity crushes would you let me date? Um, well, not Justin Bieber, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber ship sailed like a decade ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't remember any of your... The answer is nobody. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, that answers that, Sarah. I think a lot of your celebrity crushes that are like sports, they're they're mostly married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I guess Dahlbeck. But that, we don't think he's a nice guy, right? I, no, oh, we're not sure. That's not really that's more Lauren than me. Okay. Yeah, I think most of your crushes are married. So Joe Burrow and Christian Yellowchart. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I yeah Joe Burrow. Okay, because I I don't think Kristen Yelich is. I like him as an athlete. I don't think he's that attractive. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever question if I was going to die alone, it was just confirmed. So <laughs> I'm indeed dying alone. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay, the next question. What were Sarah and Kendra's dream jobs as kids? And what did you as moms think they were going to grow up to be when they were kids? You guys can go. Um, yes. Well, Sarah, I don't know. I guess you wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. That was, that was the first big thing. And that stuck for a while. I thought that would end up yeah. being the path. Yeah. Because so it, it went, <laughs> it's went into college with that path. So. That's true. Okay. And then it took a 180. <laughs> Thank God. I'd be talking to myself every week, which is like nothing new. Uh, childhood, I think it would have been a pro surfer, but from early on, it's always been sports. Sports. Thank God I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> I was like stuck through all the yeah. way. Yeah. Too bad I didn't uh, wind up being a pro star, but that would have been pretty, pretty rad. That would be sick. <laughs> All right. All right. Next question. No embarrassing things yet. Still rolling. <laughs> okay. What are you guys' guilty pleasures? Oh, 
You have to be dessert. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely dessert. I will eat dessert before I eat a meal. Dessert. So I'll eat a big dessert <laughs> and have a salad. Am I allowed to say <laughs> a nice, like, joint? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be my answer. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good answer. <laughs> all right, all I'd right. I'd say you are... Sarah's is Disney movies. Yeah, I do love Disney movies. <laughs> What's yours? Oh, mine? Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, mine's probably dessert, too. <laughs> I thought we were going saying what yours are. No, yours, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think those are both good answers. What What are you looking forward to for, like, Thanksgiving dessert? What's your Thanksgiving dessert? Oh, pumpkin pie. I just made an apple pie, so... <laughs> So many people on Twitter said that they hate pie, including Mac Jones. And I'm annoyed. Yeah, Mac Jones I saw that. Yeah. yeah. It's so <laughs> annoying. Okay. All right. All right. We're still rolling. Next question. Okay. What's your favorite stories you liked? Favorite story you like to tell about your kids? Mm. <laughs> Who's going first? <laughs> I got to think about it because I got so many. I know. <laughs> you don't have a favorite? I don't know I mean Sarah just always used to talk all the time when she was a kid like just talked non-stop <laughs> but then when like I had one of my first parent-teacher conferences they asked me if she liked school this was like in kindergarten and I said, oh, yeah, she loves school, you know, because she would come home and just bah, 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 bah. and she said, oh, because she's so quiet. She never says anything when she's <laughs> in school. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, the second I pick her up, it's just like until she goes to bed. So she, talks. <laughs> she just talks, talks, talks. <laughs> I guess mine would be when Kendra is probably about five years old. Um, we had just built a house in a brand new community and we lived on um, a lake. And there was only two or three houses actually that surrounded it. And we had gone to a consignment shop and got her like a, a wedding dress for a miniature bride. And she loved wearing that. <laughs> and she was on her Barbie Jeep <laughs> driving full speed, just up and around that, around the pond, <laughs> just smiling. <laughs> Or the time that she went down by that same pond, was outside playing and came up and was knocking on the um, patio door and had a handful of tadpoles and wanted to bring him into the house so she could put him into the bathtub. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, no ghost rider, take him back. Yeah, that was sad. I really wanted those freaking tadpoles. <laughs> um, all right, still surviving the embarrassment here. We can keep it rolling. <laughs> let's see okay what do you see your daughters doing in the near future taking over the world duh <laughs> well yeah hopefully getting uh staying on board with the sports thing yeah, and definitely. broadcasting and jobs in in sports broadcasting sports media and show them all the all the men how it's done yeah <laughs> yeah that's the dream right <laughs> heck yeah all right good answer okay this is an interesting question who would win in a basketball game the bruins or the red Sox? <laughs> i think 
Hannah, you don't have anything to say. I would say I'm going to go Bruins. That's what I was thinking. I was going to say the Red Sox just because I feel like they have a little bit more height, right? I feel like, yeah, but then I was thinking like the Bruins are a bit more like physical mm. and okay. more aggressive. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And they definitely have like yeah, the, just the, yeah, the more cardio. Strong, more physical. Yeah. yeah. Bruins definitely have the cardio. Yeah. That's a good question. That's a good question. Because now I was just thinking of like pitchers and I feel like they can't go running up and down the court all night. True, 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 true. Okay. All right. Good question. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This one is for you guys. Have you guys ever did the jump around at Camp Randall? Yeah, we have. We've jumped around at Camp Randall a few times. Definitely. What's that? That's uh Wisconsin football, right? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, you know the song, like the song that's like jump around. You know that song? Yeah. yeah, they like I have videos on my phone. If I can find them, I'll throw them in cheer. I'll send them to Tyler. Um, of us like doing the jump around at Camp Randall. Yes. The whole thing like shakes. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> okay. Did you lie to your children and tell them Santa was real as a child? And did you feel bad about it? <laughs> Oh, I love Christmas. Santa is definitely real. I still believe. <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah, I didn't obviously not feel bad about it. Yeah. You don't feel bad? It's fun. It makes it more fun. Definitely. Okay. All right. I don't know. I, don't, I know that I tweeted this earlier this week, but I, I know that people are going to come for me and I don't really care. I hate Christmas. She's what? A, yeah, I, saying, I love Christmas. I hate Christmas. She is not. <laughs> I hate Christmas. Humbug. I know. I'm, I'm a Grinch. Me and me and me. I was gonna say that you're wearing green like the Grinch today. Well, this this is for our giveaway um, that we oh. announced in the beginning of the show. This is gonna be in the middle of the show, but stay. If, well, actually, you've already heard about this. So yeah, shout out Jersey House is for our giveaway that's uh, coming up in this show. It's probably already out. So boom. <laughs> nice. All planned out. Okay, what's everyone's favorite alcoholic drink? Mm. Martini. What kind? Um, probably a dirty martini. A pear martini if you can find them. I'll go espresso martini. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are good. Those are good. Um, is this like a I can only drink one drink forever situation, or just like what do I order situation? <laughs> Maybe like your go-to, like mine, I've said so many times, the spicy margarita. <laughs> yeah, I feel, mm, I feel like I'm a specialty cocktail girl. I feel like I order like whatever I can have at that restaurant, like whatever sounds good, like, but it has to be yeah. like, like pretty much sugar-free or like skinny option. Cause it's, you know, it's skinny bitch season. Actually it's winter. So, <laughs> it, but you know, yeah, I think that's my answer. I like I like a good specialty cocktail when I go out. If not, like if I don't know what it is and I'm sending someone to the bar for me, either like a seltzer or a Coors Light. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Okay. What's your favorite sport to watch? Hockey. Hockey. Football for me. Football, yeah. yeah. Well, I think she's a football. Football all the way. College. Bro. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you sure you're not my mom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't one. hate Christmas though. Oh, <laughs> oh well, all right. I'm just gonna, you know, 
I'm just going to keep quiet about that one. <laughs> okay. Oh, this one is for you. Which kid is your favorite and why is it Freddy? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's right here next to me. <laughs> you can't see him. Freddy got a Twitter. There he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> okay let's see what else what's your favorite thing about your daughter (laughs) her outgoing personality and her sense of humor (laughs) sarah's very determined she's um goes for what she wants she's very uh determined to do what she wants to do queen queen shit yeah (laughs) Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, spicy. Santa Claus. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'll go with Jimmy G. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he said Aaron Rodgers with his man bun. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Anyone with a man bun, no way. Oh, I so hate the man bun. <laughs> I guess I got that from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I always say I I'm agree with Jimmy. Not not a man bun person. <laughs> Jimmy's a good answer. <laughs> okay, there is one. Are you disappointed in the men that your daughters date? <laughs> no. No. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Just haven't haven't met that that really special one yet. Correct. Yeah. Holding out. (laughs) Okay. I think we only have a couple more. Okay. I think I saw some pretty good ones about like embarrassing stories. Oh my God. Where is the one about you getting grounded? I need to know. Oh, what was it? I think it was the most trouble. Yeah, what was the most trouble we've ever been in? Yeah. I think I know what it, you're going to say, but I want to know what you are going to say. <laughs> Probably when she never used to keep her room clean. True. <laughs> but I was going to say when I pierced my own ear, I got in a ton of trouble for that. <laughs> yeah, I pierced my own ears and I got in so much trouble. <laughs> All right, Sarah, what'd you do, you little degenerate? I don't know. Sarah pretty, told the line pretty much. I fit, When you got grounded, I rem, you lied, but I, for, I don't remember what it was about, honestly. I feel like it was like I was somewhere that I wasn't or something, yeah. maybe. Ruh-roh. <laughs> okay, what moment have made you the proudest of your daughters so many how can you name just one (laughs) she has a dream to be in a field that is mainly you know dominated by men and she thinks outside of the box to get creative to to push herself through the top and you know make a difference in the world I'm gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, same for 
you know, pretty much the same thing for Sarah. And like, um, you know, like I said, with her determination to go after what she wants and all the things she does on her own to get to that point. It's very impressive and <laughs> it makes me very proud. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> like black. <laughs> um, okay, this one's complete 180 from that question. Whose mom makes better lasagna? I don't really know how, how, we'd yeah, be able how to would answer. you know? Definitely, definitely your mom because my we're gonna test the cooking today. We're making Thanksgiving dinner for my friends that aren't going home. Um and I burn water when I boil it. I'm the cook. <laughs> I can bake and I'm a crafter. So your table will always look nice as long as you can cook the meal. <laughs> That's important. I would say, I'm just not a big lasagna fan. Yeah, <laughs> but it is one of my go-tos. Like whenever we have big groups over, uh, it's just lasagna and meatballs. It's easy and yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good answer. I feel like everyone like likes lasagna enough to like eat it too. Like no one would bitch about having lasagna. Both, yes. both of these two girls. Yeah, I don't eat lasagna. about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lauren. Sarah's sister is even worse. Lauren. Lauren's the pickiest eater. She's so picky. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got anything else? All right, the last one is, what is the best advice your own mothers gave you growing up? Ooh. Mmm. I don't know, to be honest and be kind. Yeah, I think like she, it was more so just like the thing she told me not to do. Like always like return your grocery cart. Always like, I don't know. She I've, actually, that's a lie. Um, I have always, 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 always stopped to feed homeless people. I don't drive by a homeless person and not feed them or get them something to eat. Or if they have a dog, like a bag of dog food, I don't think I've ever driven past a homeless person and not turned around and gone to like a McDonald's or like ask them what they want from like a fast food joint. And I think that's something that's like served me really well in my personal life. Um, and that I always feel good about. And I definitely picked that up from her. So it wasn't really like a piece of advice, just like take care of people kind of thing. Yeah. When Kendra first got her driver's license, uh, she went out on her own and got um, stuff to put in for the homeless people in the Ziploc bag, like socks, bottled water, granola bars, um, deodorant, toothbrushes. And she always kept several of them in a box in her car. And if she would see a hand homeless person, you know, she would always hand them one of the bags. And I just was always very proud of that, that she was so thoughtful with that. That is, that's so nice. And she spent her own money. <laughs> Sarah what's your answer probably just always be nice to people <laughs> it's pretty generic yeah. but but like it's true it's like I don't know I feel like there's a lot of times I've been in situations where I'm like I don't know what to do if someone's like I don't know just be the bigger person yeah yeah take the high road yeah, yeah you, you, you are good about that you definitely do because I don't you have to, you, like, whenever stuff happens, you're <laughs> like, Sarah, what do I do? Like, yeah, you have to do this. <laughs> I feel like that was pretty good. Any other questions? Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Everybody good? I think so. Cool. All right. Thanks for joining us. Um, 
we will uh, get back to the rest of our show now. I think we're probably going to start our pop culture shit here. So we will see you guys on the other side. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with our moms. I think that it was a little bit quieter and less embarrassing than Sarah and I expected, but that is okay with me. Sarah, anything you want to comment on about our interview with our mothers? I thought it was great. Yeah, we were not embarrassed. So that was nice. <laughs> I was actually cracking up because on Twitter, you like were like, oh my God, I got in trouble. Like, I really don't want to talk about this. I was expecting some juicy story. No juicy story. Oh, well, All good. I was like, I knew like there was a specific story in my head, but also I know my mom probably would not ever say that. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you that. I was relieved about that. That's all I'm going to leave. <laughs> no tea, no tea from Sarah. No tea from Sarah. That's okay. No. Um, moving into, <laughs> moving into our pop culture shit of the week. Sarah, I put into our notes, Kyle Kuzma's sweater. I feel like you definitely saw this. Yes, I did uh, see this. I liked it. <laughs> okay. So it kind of reminded me of, you know, like the memes of Ariana Grande when she's wearing like the XL sweaters and she's like doing stuff with yeah. like the sweater like over her hands or whatever that's what it reminded me of yes I don't think I, I don't was, think I this is it was fashion a nice sweater no I thought it was a nice sweater it was definitely he was going for the fashion with how big it was but I don't know I thought it was cute plus it was pink so I liked it I don't yeah, know I yeah. wear that sweater Oof, I, I would that not. Sorry, not that big, but <laughs> yeah, I I was I was out on the Kyle Kuzma sweater this week. Um, tea party segment. We have two this week. Um, I did you see everything going on with LeBron, or do you need like a, a backstory yes. really quick? You did. Okay, so yeah, I saw LeBron stuff. Okay, so I have a couple comments about this. Um, I'm going to adjust myself in my chair for people watching on YouTube. I'm sorry. Um, so LeBron was suspended one game and then um, the Pistons player was suspended two games with a fine of almost a million dollars. And I've seen a lot of conversation this week about how it wasn't for anything other than the fact that he was so angry after it happened that it took like so many different people to settle him down to wrangle him um he was knocking people over knocking refs over and those sorts of things where like I understand the two game suspension for that but I feel like a million dollars for such a young player is so steep especially because like if this wasn't LeBron I don't think it would be so escalated but I think that that's one of the reasons that it was so escalated I just, I don't know, because obviously I don't pay attention to the NBA that much. I did not know who the other guy this was involved until I mm-hmm. saw everything, just because LeBron's everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, just my impression of it is I feel like LeBron will, he's just everywhere constantly, just needs his face everywhere. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the whole thing to me just, I don't know. I really don't have a solid understanding on the situation yeah. still. I just saw what from like Twitter and I was like, that seems pretty unnecessary to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially yeah. because it's coming from LeBron, who's like the face of the NBA, like seriously. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that kid was on the younger side. So that's kind yeah, of he's, <laughs> Yeah, he's super young and he was fined almost a million dollars. My thing is, is that like, all right, I think first of all, LeBron deserved two or three games because I do believe that this was intentional. Like if you watch the tape back, like that was not accidental. He just, I mean, like, and if you're the face of the NBA, 
I do think that you deserve more than that. But the fact that like, if you, even if you, all right, let's for argument's sake, let's say we remove the fact that it's LeBron from this. I think yes. that they're suspended, you know, those two, three games plus with a heavier suspension. And I think that he got off based on the fact that it's LeBron James, you know, people watch his games to watch LeBron people buy Lakers shit because it's LeBron the NBA makes money off of that. But if you remove LeBron from the situation, first of all, you know, it's intentional. And second of all, you know, that they're getting a higher fine and more suspensions. So I think that his name recognition and the fact that the NBA like kind of rides his dick a bit really helped him out here. But I feel like I understand why the kid got the suspensions for he did for the outrage, for the anger, for, you know, the potential to hurt people, those sorts of things. But it's like, I do believe that LeBron played a bigger role in this and he absolutely should have been disciplined accordingly. Um, yeah, our, it sounds like to me, he's under discipline because he's LeBron. That's kind I, of ab- I, got. Yep. I absolutely agree. And it's like, I feel like I defend LeBron quite a bit. Like I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I'm not a LeBron stan. Like I'm very you know, I feel like I'm objective about things, but don't get me wrong. I like that he does stuff for his community and stuff, but this was just so out of pocket for me. Um, our other tea party segment of the week is Baker and Emily Mayfield. Did you see what happened with them this week? I no, I didn't see that. I actually follow Emily Mayfield on Instagram. I followed her for a few years now. I like her. I didn't know anything was happening with those two. Did you see, okay, so if you follow her on Instagram, did you see the post or did you not see it before it got deleted? I don't think I saw it. What post? Okay, so there was this post that she put up and it said, no one better say, so basically what happened is like Baker kind of like lost it on the fans for booing him and like had this press conference where he like said a bunch of stuff and she posted this thing and she was like, no one better say anything bad about at Baker Mayfield after this game. I don't think I have seen toughness like this in a while. Maybe the rest of our team should take the hint and get tougher. She eventually wound up deleting it. And it's like, for me, I'll, I guess like I'll kind of give you a little bit of background about how I feel about it while you take some time to form your opinion. For me, it's like, don't get me wrong. I do agree that this is toughness from Baker. I don't think that he's having a great season, but he's so injured, so hurt. And at the end of the day, like I would defend my man too, especially if like I'm the one that's like getting in bed next to him at night, knowing how injured he is, knowing how beat up he is, knowing those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't think I would take it out on the fans, first of all, because like those are where the jersey sales go. This is his job. You know that signing up for it, X, Y, Z. But also when you call out someone's teammates like that in such a public way, I think that you cause problems for him at work, in the locker room, on the field and those sorts of things. So like for me, it's yeah. like I as, as hard as it is for me to say that I keep my mouth shut. It's like I don't want to make my husband who's already injured work life tougher. See, like my thought, because I just think of Patrick Mahomes, fiance, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's someone that I think has like overdone. Because again, I understand why to defend your husband, your boyfriend, whatever. And I feel like she's just pushed it to a level where it really does interfere with his work life because they're so like, she's so loud and obnoxious about it. Again, I think in any person situation, you would want to defend your significant other. I think there's a right way to do it. And I think everyone can pretty much agree. She does not go about the right way. Emily Mayfield. I like, you don't hear much from her. I feel like Baker does take a lot of shit Browns fans and just the media in general. And for the most part, she just is like, whatever. Like I never see her really posting anything outwardly calling anyone out. And I feel like in that type of situation where he did kind of lose it. Like I did see that. 
that she was like fuck this like I'm so tired of this because she probably sees so much more than we see on the other Mm -hmm. side you know like what type of toll that takes on him but I also agree that yeah like you have to know when you're dating like married to someone like that what you say in that type of situation is going to reflect on their work life whether that's your intention or not Mm -hmm. so I think it is good that she ended up deleting the post but at the same time I understand where she's coming from because he's probably fed up she's probably fed up and it just reached the point where like fuck it I'm so tired of keeping my mouth shut totally yeah I like like I said I can't comment on like how she feels because I've never been in that situation but it's like I don't know I would never want to make my husband's like life at work harder um that's that's all my comments about our tea party Sarah anything else before we get into tweets of the week nope (laughs) all right tweets of the week we go I think I have one I think what yeah and it's like very gross yep yeah I just have one it's not gross it was just kind of funny honestly (laughs) all right you want to you want to go first that way people have a little bit of a heads up if you want to skip the rest of our show go ahead because I'm about to talk about some like really gross shit but I have to (laughs) but yeah so my one was I made a tweet yesterday about um ice skating how the last time I had been ice skating was with an ex of mine and he agreed to go like we had plans to go we get there and he's like I don't know how to ice skate so I'm just gonna wait in the car (laughs) what like that was just a whole story whatever but then someone responded and was like how do you find all these shitty guys? Like, and they're like, I feel like you only date shitty men. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I have not dated that many people. So like my dating history is like a solid three people to it. So it's one of three that you're like choosing from. I'm like, you can like, <laughs> go out of my way to be like, who is the shittiest man I can find? And I'm like, in terms of things that went on in that relationship, that one was like pretty low tier. <laughs> so I'm like if that's what you consider like this shitty ass thing you do not want to hear me speak up anything else but I was like maybe you need to think about how many shitty men there are because I'm like I promise you no one's seeking them out <laughs> it's true it's true um I like I said I warned you guys about my tweet of the week I don't know if you saw this but someone I posted that picture of me and I was like new profile pic from like the Paul Pierce thing and someone, mm-hmm. two guys got in an argument in my comments. Someone said, oh God, you could feed me your enema juices. And someone else goes, jail, now. And then the other guy goes, she could get the Hershey squirts in my mouth, y'all, on God. Ah! And then the other guy goes, you deserve to be locked in a mental asylum for the rest of your life. And then someone goes, Kenny, the same guy goes, Kenny could lock me up and shit on me, y'all, on God. I've never been so uncomfortable in my entire existence. And um, I just felt the need to share that. And I don't know why, but that was that was the craziest thing that I got this week. And I just thought the people deserve to hear it. And I warned you. (laughs) And that's all I've got. Um, oh, Sarah, do you gross. Have, it's so gross. I was like in public, like gagging, and now I've just read it so many times that I'm unbothered. Um, but do you have any closing thoughts? Nope, no closing thoughts. Besides, everyone, 
I know this is being published today. Read my article tomorrow because it's my first LLL article. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, reader article. Other than that, I have to say War Eagle. Um, enjoy your pie and macaroni. Fuck the pie and macaroni haters. Keep on sipping y'all and we will see you next week. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to cue. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go. Uh,